Hello, and welcome to Stumble Tables Entertainment's Actual Play Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, but we want to give you a quick disclaimer. This podcast contains mature themes and adult content that we do not censor. Some of the things you may hear include drugs, murder, sex, alcohol, and other unsavory topics. If that's not for you, we may not be for you. But if you do stick around, thank you, and we hope you have a great time. Welcome back, everyone. It's good to see you again, but not really, because you're not actually here. Um, but in spirit, I feel your eyes, and it haunts me. So we're going to do something a little bit different. Now, um, off to my side, you're going to see Rosie, Merkel, hey. and Macho. What? Hello. <laughs> and uh, today, we're going to be playing a new game, uh, which is going to be Forbidden Lands. And we're actually going to have them go through the characters real quick. Once you go first. Forbidden. It's for Bolton. It's the Van Bolton. I'll go first. Yeah, on that note, Matt, go first. Yeah, yeah so we're doing Forbidden Lands is um, another one of our free league games. So this is a pretty cool fantasy-oriented one. Looking forward to trying this out. It's fantasy is usually not too tough for me, but I feel a little out of my Billy Bailiwick with this. Billy Joe Bailiwick. My, my Bailiwick. I'm right outside my Billy Joe apartment. It's my Bailiwick. I'm going to name a character Bailiwick. But yes, hello everybody. And I will be playing the halfling rogue named Wiki, aka Malarkey Devere's. So he's going to go by Malarkey. Um, yeah. So uh, this system, it's again, it's all D6 based. Um, so we have some some very simple stats for these characters: strength, agility, wits, empathy. So he's going to be very high in agility and empathy. Um, his skills will be based around his talents of being a path of the killer rogue. So his his goal is to kill things, but he has a job. He has, also has a job in town. He's the, the town boyer. I believe I said that right. Or am I embarrassing myself in front boyer. of the internet? Okay. Boyer Fletcher. Um, yeah. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not Jessica Fletcher. That would be murder. She wrote. <laughs> um, but yes. Yeah, so uh, and then our characters have uh, a couple of like our like RP elements to them on the sheet, including their pride and their dark secret. And I figured we would talk about that. Do you want me to start with those? I honestly, I was just hoping you'd start right into the character. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So I, I'm so Malarkey's um, Malarkey has a pride of he has the deftest fingers in town, which sounds dirtier now that I say it out loud. Uh, but it was intended to be just he's he's very quick. And uh, it's a town full of the town we're going to be in. We'll describe in a minute, but like it's full. There's some bandits. They're nice guys, but I'll, so get, he, to, I'll get to that. He's got some renown, <laughs> but renown. then he uh, he also has a dark secret. Renown of Fleurs. Should I should I declare my dark secret now, or should we save that? You can save that. We can bring that up in post. I'm hey. not going to tell you my dark secret. My right. dark secret. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I think that's that's pretty good for me bad. for the moment. So I use a bow. I'm very short. I shoot things and kill them. So that's a good start for Malarkey. Great. Who's next? Who wants to follow up that? Well, all right. I'm going to play a young half goblin named Bouche Dubois. He's the son of the town's <laughs> the town's matriarch that runs the whorehouse called Short Stacks with three X's. Oh, it's three X's. Shoot, I wrote it down wrong. Don't ever forget it. I'm sorry. There it is. <laughs> uh, I am also a rogue, a steely boy, stabby boy, if you will. Uh, but I chose the path of poison instead of the path of murder, so... You're not going to know it was me until after it happened. Uh, my pride is my ability to go unnoticed and sneak away from anyone. Um, and I'm also very high in agility points. I got a little bit of strength, a little bit of wits, and almost no empathy. So uh, <laughs> don't expect much. Uh... You're a monster. <laughs> I mean, I'm a goblin, man. <laughs> 
whoa, um, tag, you're racist. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm basically uh, carrying around daggers and poisons and stealing things from people in the town and the people who are leaving their clothes around in the whorehouse. And I'm going to be having a good time. <clears throat> All right. Uh, I'm Rosie. My character is an orc female whose name is Atava Red Fox. She doesn't have a last name because I wasn't sure how that worked in orc society. <laughs> so we're just going to go with Red Fox. She is a hunter. Um, she has pretty high stats, um, strength, agility, and empathy. Wits is kind of lacking a little bit, um, probably because she's mostly a physical character. She um, is so she's a hunter. So we use I've a longbow, short spear, that type of deal. Um, my uh, character's pride is that the animals of the forest are her friends and do her no harm. And um, we're very different. My character is also a nomad who like moves around and grew up drifting between the arena forest and the plains area of the map. Excellent, excellent. So. Now, how long have you all been in the town? Been there? Do you think you know what what linked you all together? Because I let you wanted I wanted you guys to have that backstory to yourselves. I mean, I've only really been here since the I keep calling it a whorehouse, but there's a better name, <laughs> brothel. Thank you. I've only been there since the brothel was established. So forever. Okay. <laughs> so I was probably born here. That was yes. probably the Sneaking first building that then... they built, actually. <laughs> House Listen, brothel priorities. done. <laughs> it's the same thing. Uh, and as far as I know, um, Wiki and I don't really have much of a relationship yet. And Atava or Red Fox has seen me gathering herbs in the forest, although she doesn't know it was to make poison. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was gonna say I think I think um, Wiki, aka Malarkey, um, yeah, since he works, his day job is kind of as the, as a as a boyer Fletcher, um, like he knows i would say atava red fox just because i'd probably make your weapon ready for you uh and i also associate with one of our town npcs who we declared whose name is uh torvald silverhand he's our forge master and smitty um so i don't know how much i associate with boosh i imagine that uh that malarkey's probably been in town for most of his adult life and some of his childhood um oh yeah yeah, Old just because boys. Yeah, because seen each other around. I figure I was like a street urchin, you know? Like I was just one of those people who like I I just hung hung out on in the shadows. I didn't get like formally educated and I, I got into some bad stuff, but I turned out pretty good. That's, I think so. Prince so Ali, what I'm what I'm hearing is basically your linking character is Red Fox, and mm -hmm. that's how you guys basically have probably known each other, maybe hung out a few times. Because uh it's like you know, see each other around that way. So I wasn't cool. sure if we were going to start the first session knowing each other or meeting each other. Well, in terms of association, I think it makes sense. Yeah, so, no, um, knowing each other, I would say so, because, you, you know, it's been in town, you know. Yeah, so Red Only Fox 250 people lives closer to the forest than everybody else, but um, kind of works as a furrier, like catches, pelt, like catches animals for pelts, meat, that kind of thing, comes back to town to sell them, and then kind of goes back to the forest area because she doesn't really want to be around anybody. Mm-hmm. But I think I'd say she's stuck around this area for maybe about three years since she reached her adult, adulthood and left the clan. All right. All and right. kind of does wander around, but tends to come back to this place because there's a lot of it's lucrative. Oh, excellent. Yep. All right. And I was just saying that. But yeah, the the town we uh, did you want to talk about the town? Oh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I am the town. All right, Mr. Town. <laughs> so my character is the world. Um, <laughs> 
So, as a GM here, I'm going to plank everything else, all the fun people. And all the not-so-fun people. And all the NPCs that I don't think are valuable that you guys are going to try to take along forever in the ride. Which always happens. Uh, which is fine. That's fine. And no, no one's mad about it. Listen, we're um, two kind of murdery boys in an orc. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying this one's going to go what? a little different. I'm just going to say we played Norkborg. And yeah. 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 Good old Lagrange. <laughs> but yeah, so um, in Forbidden Lands, um, the setting's kind of interesting. So... What had happened is... <laughs> what had happened was... What had happened was... Um, humans effed up their area, like normal. Called their god, cried. Got moved over here. The god worm's like, sure, why not? Even though the god's a worm, doesn't make sense. She turns into a giant raven with a snake. Whatever. And long story short, she goes to her brother's house, which is the current land, or the Forbidden Lands, which is broken up to a bunch of different areas. And... He once again messed a bunch of stuff up. And big surprise, big surprise right? <laughs> and along with some of the half elves that were on the human side of things, messed things up a little bit farther, you know, mixing in that demon magic. And it causes blood mists to like form all over, you know, after a bunch of wars, all over and locking people into their small areas and making, you know, a lot of the cool, interesting places in the world cut off and dilapidated and now ripe for exploring because they've just cleared it up not too long ago. So a lot of people have been going back out for exploring. And I'm going to say the setting, we're going to put it like, you know, 50 years after the blood years has passed, like the blood mist has passed. And um, with that, our town, lovely little town of Felshire. It's going to be nice and put near a river and then also right about the... Uh, Radio forest and stuff like that. Yep, Rosie's circling down the map. A little bit of mountain ridges behind you, which is awesome. You now it's a smaller town to like 250 people. You have the, you know, has its mayor. You know, it's known for its delicious bread. <laughs> and its candle, mm. like, sorry, candles. Yeah, sure. Why not? Mm. It's known for its scented candles. Vanilla bean. <laughs> oh, okay. So we're, uh, we're like near, like it's a bath and body works. <laughs> Don't judge them. They also have a lot of cattle that runs off bread all the time. And, body works. Yeah, and I was thinking about that. We got all yeah. this cattle running off. We make great bread. If yeah. we could keep the cattle that reined in, we'd also probably make great butter. Butter, bread. Mm. We're getting something. I mean, uh, it'd be simple bread and butter there. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got your good stables. You have the inn, you know, it's called the Fortune of Frog, which is great. And then, you know, you have. <laughs> And literally, we I got to roll for these names on the table, and I rolled Thick Elf Tavern. <laughs> so you gotta watch out for them thick elves. Didn't choose it on purpose. The dice decided. It's great. It was fate. The dice have declared humor. Yeah. And uh, you know, <laughs> Thick Elf nice Tavern is run by. Uh, <laughs> no, sorry, Fortune to Frog is run by <laughs> Elba Idris. <laughs> Because that was we're not creative. Yes. <laughs> he also runs the Thick Elf Tavern because I'm like, why not adjoining buildings? Makes it easier. You know, good city planning. Uh, Matt mentioned before the Smithy, which is going to be uh, Torvald Silverhand, another brought over from Mark Borg, which we love that game. Probably played sometime. We have a small militia there, the Felshire followers. And uh, with that being said, yeah, that does. And the brothel there, of course, because, you know, can't be civilized without a brothel. What's, yeah. Oh, I was hands. just going to say, like, um, the, the Morkborg or Morbore, however you pronounce it. Like, I, I, I kind of think of Forbidden Lands as being kind of like, 
Before everything went to crap and became that game. Oh, no. This is how the fantasy world was. No, no. What I do is the land that the humans left Mm -hmm. is Morphborn. Oh, okay. So we're we're on a a terrible... That's in my... Yeah, that one's... Crumbling apart Scandinavian disaster area. (laughs) No, you laughed at you're fine. Yeah. You know, you're in a good spot now. Um, That's how I'm thinking of this. You know, because it actually kind of makes sense with the lore of Mm. uh, um, the worms that destroyed all the, like... uh, the ground and the sustainable areas in the land that the humans originally in kind of links up with one of the end of day scenarios in Mark board. They're very so, similar mythologies. I'm sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. A little bit. And some point like, you know what? Forbidden lands is. Yep. They hopped the boat, got over. <laughs> There's just in time for the blood mist. The mythology time of forbidden lands problems. is bonkers, by the way. Yeah. It's mm. a good read. Please yeah. give it a chance. Yeah. Look, see very worth. It is a good read. Literally, the um, Game Master's Guide, the first half of it is just lore and history timelines. And I loved it. And I don't have like eight hours to explain that to everyone right now. <laughs> I mean, so we'll, we'll touch on it as it comes up. I mean, even just shilling for this product, this is pretty cool. I mean, the, the, the box set that you got, it has, it has oh. everything you need. It's got this, this sweet map that they give you stickers for. And I love the gimmick of just every time you play a session, like you could use a new map and new stickers and your world is different every time. Well, you not play. a new session. Yeah, like a new or, campaign or, rather, new campaigns, or yes, like a new story. And um, yeah, you can always buy more stickers, more things. And, you know, if like characters die, you can put down a tombstone sticker form so you know that's there. You can even use the same map over and just keep adding to it as like years go on. Mm. Um, yeah, I love that idea about it. You know, the books are gorgeous. And then you have, you know, um, actually, has a GM they have toolkit. a very like old school D&D look to them. Yeah. Very, very like what I would expect the illustrations in a Tolkien first edition kind of thing. You know what I mean? I'd, oh, yeah. Yeah. Very much so. I love it. It's, they it's actually the books come smelling old. <laughs> I, I love. I'm not even kidding. Smell. Like that, they, they that literally smell old. Glue smell is amazing. Oh, yeah, that they literally smell old, and I love it. It makes me feel smarter when I huff glue. <laughs> Just make sure so these are actual and books that are actually binded well, <laughs> so it's not like glue binded. No, know, they're, they're actually really nice. Yeah. So when you get them, make sure you know you do 20 pages in the front, 20 pages in the back. Fold it down. Keep doing that to get to center, so you don't hurt the spine of the book. So you can always reference it easy. Tune in next week for more of Brian's How to Handle a Book series. Dude, I have so many books that it's actually important to know how to handle no, a book. No, it is. Um, I'm, I'm teasing, but no. I, know. I see right. so many people spying through their books, destroyed and frayed, and then the books fall apart on like the, the um, Game Master's books or like the player handbooks. And I hate to see it happen. Where mm. It could be like stopped by just doing 10 minutes of work in the beginning. This is why I don't buy the RPG books. No, that's why I buy the RPG books. <laughs> why I just tear the spines off and ring bind things. <laughs> Oh my god, don't. I knew somebody. I knew somebody. Um, They would go to the library, get the giant library punch, Mm -mm. do three large punches to the core of the book, and then cut the spine off and place it inside of a binder. It's brutal. Were they also a serial killer? I think so. I don't know what happened to them. Did they hang those spines in like a special room in their basement? They danced to like wild horses while looking at them. Um, that's a deep cut. <laughs> Woo! Sorry, Silence of the Lambs isn't too deep of a cut. I never apologize. <laughs> just for referencing art. Buffalo Bill. So, I will say this. Actually, Forbidden Lands, um, I like the idea of it. kind of reminds me of uh, 3.0 a little bit, where a lot of the story that is driven is driven by the actual player characters. 3.0 and what? For people listening, Bry? 3.0 D&D. <laughs> it's Mr. 3.05, Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> 
that's 3.5 to you, sorry. Um, 3.5 has some changes, but it has a very feel of that to it and some older D&D lore, which I do like. Like, that kind of style. Now, that being said, and having said that, and going back to what I was saying, it's another old joke. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of it's going to be player character driven of what you guys want to go, where you want to find, what you want to look on the map. Or like, I want to go to this destination in the map, and I'll have spots, areas, things for you to do there. And it's more, it's kind of more free flow for a uh, GM where you get to um, react along with your PCs. Yeah, I have an overall story plan for you guys. Don't worry, you know, just not hanging you loose in the wind, not free balling here. Well, I feel like it, it kind of gives you the freedom to be like, look, I have a story, and no matter where you guys move, I can just decide whether that was already there or yep. if I want to move you into the next phase of the story and just put it there on the map. That's where you I found it. Don't have to railroad in any sense of the pattern, and I'm extremely excited about that for a system because <laughs> i love you guys but sometimes a little off topic <laughs> a sometimes little. Yeah. listen i'm here to chew gum and stab people and i don't even know if they've invented gum in this world so, yeah, well, so actually gum is mostly <laughs> animal fat wax and sugar so you can invent it if you want great and you can flavor oh my gosh you're a poisoner. You should give poison gum to people. <laughs> oh my God! You make candy like poison hard candies. That is a slight divergence since we were talking down. about third edition. One of my favorite weird magical items they had in third edition. I think it was in the Book of Vile Darkness. It was um, they were blood candies. They were little skull candies that if you gave them to someone, it did a D8 plus five points of damage to them when they finished eating it. And the idea was in the book, like you give it to children. I'm like, oh God. <laughs> oh, reminds me of how I made a lich. Um, <laughs> oh, you can know oh, you can um, you can buy an orphanage if you're successful adventurer, and I mean, that's a goal a, in this game for me, and that's a lot of souls. Um, <laughs> young ones too. Yeah, it's a lot of life force actually. <laughs> they're so innocent, and uh, they yeah, I guess until they become like undead puppets, well. and uh, use that to kill an entire party of friends. I was actually the big bad the whole time for. Our friend playing the It was the gym. me the whole time. It was me. <laughs> Oed the whole time. <laughs> I don't wear a yellow jumpsuit with heart on it. <laughs> That's a JoJo's reference. Uh, anyway. Uh, I really? I never, never got into JoJo. None. It's not for me. <laughs> I understand. Oh, it. Do, 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 do. I, don't, I don't know it. All right. So tell me you at least read Berserk. Oh, yeah. Okay, no, then, I know Berserk. Yeah, if you've played Berserk, you're ready to play more. If you read Berserk or played the games for Dreamcast, you're definitely ready to um, play this game and Borg. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like any of the free league games have this great tone to them, especially their fantasy ideas are very like brutal and dark. Which and, I love because I yeah. love killing off players. And this is actually a unique mythology. Yeah, yeah. it's rare. I, and I love I love all the traditional D&D ones, with the exception of for Forgotten Realms because it's overplayed. <laughs> Um, but it's nice to have a refreshing change mm -hmm. up. You're right. I, I love Forgotten Realms. I'll say but this most though: what I'm very confused a about, like mm -hmm. read like, yeah, very confused about in this is you have a deity named Worm. There's worms in this game. Why mm -hmm. should not turn into a worm? And I mean worm as in Wyvern. Sorry. Yes. Why you? W y r m worm. We are the birds today. Bless you. Worm, the god of humans. Oh man, I'm like Justin Roiling over here. Um. Just calm down. But anyway, um, that'll be for Audio Wizard, the great <laughs> Ryan Babinter, um, owner of Onion House Productions. Woo! 
We love Ryan. Yeah, love you, Ryan. Say something, Ryan. Say something to the folks at home. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Always man of little words, That's but so great powerful. impact. It's very powerful. Yeah. All That's right. a speech. So, yeah, with that, um, you know, just want to give you guys a quick blurb what's going to happen, and we'll start to roll in. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed making it. All our characters and performance is done by us at Stumble Tables Entertainment, and all our intro and outro music and editing is done by Onion House Studios. Catch you next time you stumble in for a listen. Thank you.